This episode of the Effort Discussion Podcast is brought to you in part by coffee. Wake up, make a coffee. Go to work, make a coffee. Go on break, get a coffee. Go to lunch, get a coffee. Go on another break, make another coffee. Go home, get another coffee. Go to sleep. Just kidding, coffee time. Coffee, the only reason you have to breathe, eat, and poop. It's like cocaine, but legal. Welcome to the Up for Discussion podcast, the only podcast on the internet where we talk about the things we talk about in the order we talk about them. I'm Kip Cradley. I'm Tom Zalatni. I'm Kate Bradley. I'm Adrian Schoen. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Uh, Johan de Nora was found uh, off the coast of Mexico. He had, uh, sorry for anybody who doesn't know this, he had uh, approximately uh, 30 pounds of cocaine upside his butthole. In his small intestine, seems he was a mule of some sort. He was found dead. Uh, his lungs were filled with water. There was no resuscitating him. No one knows what happened to the cocaine. Disappeared after he was taken to triage. Don't know why they brought him to triage. Could have just taken him straight to the morgue. Anyway, suffice to say, they hired me off the street. I was walking around with a sign and a chicken costume. I used to work at Chalet Barbecue. Tom heard my voice saying, here, here, chicken here. That's right. Not super inventive. And now I'm on the show. So thank you guys for uh, being understanding this difficult time. Thanks for thanks for coming and joining us on such short notice, Kip. It's, uh, I mean, it, we're all really sad about we're, what we're happened. Very to, to we're you. very sad. Of course, yeah, I barely got the feathers off. Yeah, mm-hmm. those look uncomfortable. Is there a, could I like help you out at, at all? Or? No, don't touch uh, the feathers. Okay, right. It's company property, see? My bad, yeah. Johan would have let us touch the feathers. Johan lets mm-hmm. me touch his feathers on a regular basis, and I'm sad that he's not letting me put drugs in him anymore. Oh. <laughs> Piece of the puzzle. I'm not saying I murdered him. I'm just saying, you know, he let me stash those drugs in his in his good boy bum. <laughs> well, it sounds like, like you two are close. I'm going to let you guys <laughs> start off this pod. You just wanted me for the intro. I'm... I'm going to head out and... Sell some chicken. Uh, sell some chicken. Oh, oh. <laughs> there was another me here for a sec. All right. <laughs> oh, jumping, jumping, jumping in. Uh, we've released over 120 episodes of this show, and none of that would have been possible without the support of our donors over at patreon.com slash up for discussion. By pledging as little as a dollar a month, you could help us make this show a, as dope as possible. <laughs> we talked about dope, a lot of dope. We just talked about a lot of dope. That's right. Week after week for the rest of forever. If you do, you'll be joining the ranks of the fine folks of the fine... Oh, I'm stumbling, guys. It's Fumb- okay. Fumbling the ball. We just got heavy news about Johan's death. Yeah. It's, yes. It's stumble time. How to feel? Who am I? Find folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendall, and Candace, Eric, Carlea, and our newest Patreon, Thomas. <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> and if you give at least five dollars a month, you get to tell us what to talk about once a month on the show. And this week's Patreon topic comes from Candace, who wants to know what's the strangest thing you've ever done or seen done in public. 
Like when I was in high school, this struck me as really strange, but now as an adult, it doesn't really freak me out anymore. But at the time I was like, this is crazy. Uh, me and a bunch of my friends from church camp headed to watch, uh, like a fireworks display at the bridge. Mm -hmm. And, uh, this one girl who I thought was really cool because she was like a really good singer and played guitar and was kind of badass, uh, while we were leaving the bridge, really had to pee and didn't want to wait to find a bathroom. So she just squatted behind like a behind like a median and peed just <laughs> straight off the bridge. Uh, and I was like, holy shit, like, did you just pee in public on a bridge <laughs> as like hundreds of people are walking yeah. past us, like heading off the bridge as well? It and, is a uh, struggle as a, a woman to pee in public. Oh, yeah. That is, I, I once peed in a public park, uh, and it was basically a friend of mine yelled at me until I did it, because uh, we were in the middle of, like, nowhere. We were, like, on a long walk, and it was... You were resisting? Yeah, and I was like, oh, I really have to pee. She's just like, just go, go, and so, fine. It's <laughs> so, difficult. It's yeah. difficult. You got to watch for your undies and trousers and shoes and... Yeah, it's definitely yeah. a peeing in the sock kind of situation. Mm. I'm sorry, was... peeing in a sock? Well, because it, it could... If the stream catches onto your leg, oh, oh right, 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 it'll just go straight, yeah, yeah, straight yeah. down. So did you just watch and be freaked out, or did you say, "Hey, lady"? Well, I was fourteen and very like conservative Christian boy, so I turned my head and looked the opposite direction, and also watched to make sure that there were no strangers making direct eye contact with her. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> so you became was, the pee bouncer. I was hyper sensitive about that. I was like, I hope none of these creeps notice her vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's all you could think about. Like, well, of course, I was 14. <laughs> also, it didn't occur to me that you can definitely, like, pee while wearing a skirt without your vagina being exposed to the mm -hmm. elements. Oh, yeah. Um, well, yeah, yeah. And there's cups and all kinds of things that you can... What are they called? There's a, a wee... Wee. Wee cups? Wee thing? Wee. I know it has wee in it, but you, like, you put it and then there's, a, like, a little tube and it allows you to do it. Oh, a wee tube. A wee tube, a wee tube. <laughs> oh, we've got another guest in the studio. Oh, sorry. Us. Mind if I sit up on this chair? Oh, I didn't see it. you there. You're I'm... such a small green oh. man. <laughs> Hi, hello. Help me up there, Tom. Uh, right under the arms. Thank you, yeah, sir. Good. Oh, yeah, a wee tube. I was summoned by the call of my of my main product, my main selling point, a wee tube. Hi. Hey, you're a salesman. The name is Chaplin Wee. <laughs> <laughs> so we doesn't actually refer to the wee wee coming out of the lady. It comes. It's because of your name. Refers to my name. Oh. Wee. Now I've got to ask: Are you an actual chaplain? What? Uh, like, what are you? Where oh. are you stationed? <laughs> the name is Chap, with an apostrophe, Lynn, L Y N N E. Wee. <laughs> it's the sound I make. It's a descriptor of my height, and it's the thing you do in my cup. Wow. Oh. That's really convenient that your family name just lent itself so well to a convenient invention. Oh, if it were so easy, but it weren't. You see, my family name was Meister. It was a long story to get to the point where I had to rename myself for my own security. I think we've got time. We. Oh, all right. <laughs> I should just tell the whole story then. Oh, definitely. <laughs> well, cut to... I... <laughs> Ireland. A wee, that'll come in handy later, little boy named Chap, middle name Lynn, frolicking around in the green Irish pastures, tiny as he was. His ma called to him from the, from the cot. She said, Wee, 
You got to come back here. It's time to eat your dinner. But we didn't listen, you see. We Meister was not his name at that point, sorry. <laughs> chaplain Meister, the wee little Irish man. The wee Chaplain Meister. Absolutely correct. Thank you. Just wanted to keep running and running. He ran his le- little legs tired when he realized it was dark. Turning around to find his way home, he saw what looked like a blazing sunrise. But it couldn't have been a sunrise. He hadn't been running that long. So his wee little legs took him all the way. And when he got home, he saw his family home in ash. (gasps) His mother's stew had boiled over while she was out calling for him. And the boiling water (laughs) lit the house on fire. Scientists disagree about how that happened, but it did, I I assure you. Wow, that's a really sad story with a really comical ending. It is, yes. So I had to change my name to Wee because the great embarrassment of my ma burning her house down with everyone inside, all my 25 sisters and brothers, burning it down because of her stew boiling over, a seemingly impossible feat. It was too great a shame to bear. Yeah, that's, um, that's hard. The the last name has nothing to do with the urine product, but also not your original name. Well, the thing I did when I saw my house burnt to ash, I is, had a wee. Oh. Is that is that oh. what inspired you in that moment? It was that and the fact that my ma called me wee from the time I came out of her. I came out the size of a mouse. Wow. Oh, well, that's you're not adorable. much bigger than that now. I'm, <laughs> I'm three apples tall. <laughs> oh, like a smurf. You're the cutest. <laughs> you really are the cutest. Oh, man. So, oh. um... There is a thing called nominative determinism, where your name, uh, like if you became a chef and your last name was Chef, right, right. Or, or cooking or something. Like uh, Garden Chef Ramsey. Right. <laughs> right? Because he's a, a, a ramming. I've rubbed knees with him. My shoulder touches oh, me because I'm wee, so sweet and small. So exciting. But then you did not decide to, to become a chaplain. No. Yeah, I uh, I realized my two, my middle name and my first name, if you said them fast, sounded like another word. And uh, I tried to get into the military. I tried. <laughs> but the problem is, I'm very, very small. Is, uh, are you aware that, that chaplains also like work in universities? Nope. Uh, ministering to... I have to go. <laughs> I have to go. I always wanted to be a chaplain, you see, but I didn't know you could do it at a schooling yeah. institute. You can you can actually get your uh, your Master's of Divinity at McGill University here in Montreal. McGill? Sounds like a Scott to me. Oh, shit. Did I did I touch on something sensitive? You can't hear, but I'm rolling up my sleeves, and I've got very muscly little arms. <laughs> They're so small and muscular. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Stop no. him, Tom, stop him! That's right. See that? I'm going to give that to your friend McGill. Show me where he lives. Uh, I mean, you could you could also go to O'Sullivan. They might have like a... O'Sullivan? <laughs> what are you... Oh, that's closer to something I'm into. <laughs> okay, good. There's also a good pub next door. You might as well check out. Oh, a out. pub. All right, Not I'm on my way. assumptions. Thanks for talking about the product. Soon to be discontinued as soon as I get my chaplain's license or whatever. <laughs> See you later. Wee! Goodbye, chaplain. So, Kate, oh, what's your... Wow. Uh, what's like the craziest thing you've ever done or seen done in public? Well, the strange. I, I was trying to think because there, I've seen a lot of strange things uh, just being part of like Joke Town, you know, mm. like the sketch and stuff. They go, they they go some weird places. But then I thought back to something similar 
to you in the sense that like now if I'd see it, it would just be like, walk on. But when I saw it as a, as a kid, I was like, no, cosmic eruption. Oh, now when I tell you the story, it kind of lines up with that. So in my neighborhood, there was a home. It was like for little, for, for little old people. <laughs> it was for, it was, I, I think it was a little folks home. And there was sort of this love triangle that we would see happen at the fountain. This one dude and these two chicks and like, depending on the day he would be like romantically entangled with one of them and then you know whatever and i was walking home one day and they were banging in the park what (laughs) what and it was so slow and so out in the open and like her you could see her high socks it was missionary oh wow yeah and i was just so I don't even know what word to use. I was I was kind of shocked and weirded out, you know, because at that age you're like old people don't fuck. Yeah, no. You know? at I this mean, at this age, age you're like, like oh, I don't want to see it. <laughs> I don't want to see it. Um, although I saw a, a scene in uh, Grace and Frankie, uh, Frankie uh, and Grace, Grace, Grace and, Grace and Frankie, such an amazing show. Great show, terrific so. show, oh. terrific. Oh. <laughs> we got another guest in studio with us. I no no don't mind me. Just uh, keep going on what you're talking about. Okay, Sorry cool. about that. We'll get to you later. Yeah. Such a chill dude. Um, so, so yeah, that was what I that was what I saw, um, and made for a great story. Yeah, and I immediately called my best friend as soon as I got home because she lived like two minutes away from me. So oh, did you tell her home. to go watch? <laughs> no, I did not tell her to go watch. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! I don't know. Well, I mean, my best friend, we would do we would, like when the teenagers would gather up and they would make a little bonfire in the park. We would go the next day and like analyze. We'd pick up like bottle caps and and like put them in ziplocs and be like what happened that night and we would like watch them through we investigated that's what we did kids kid detective kid detective (laughs) so but we did not want to look at that crime scene you know what i'm saying we did not want to find those panties no Mm. whatever they leave behind probably forgot them probably unsavory I, if I found my grandma's panties, I think I'd, I think I'd be excommunicado from the house. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, come on. So, um, who who are you? You oh, really sorry. just slipped in. Yeah, uh, no, I didn't mean to. You're going to uh, start the delivery the guy. Yeah. The, door, the door was open. Yeah, I came in. I, I saw there was this little tiny guy. He was running away. Anyway, cute dude. Um, but no, I, I uh, sorry. I'm just from down the street. Uh, a restaurant, Ricardo's. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Ricardo's Italian Delicatessen and NDG. Uh, wow, this guy's a big fan. I order from you. you guys twice daily, once nightly. <laughs> that's when we that's when we deliver twice daily, once nightly. So you're our only customer, <laughs> it's I guess. A very routine delivery schedule. Yeah, well, we only got one drive. It's me. I'm the driver. <laughs> Sorry, no, but I just came. Uh, I wanted to give you guys. Uh, we're trying to do like a kind of a community outreach program. So I brought you guys some lasagna. Oh my oh, god, that's wow. really nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, what's your name there? It's it's Kate. Kate. Ah, uh, sorry, wait, I got wait. lasagna grease oh, on my hand. Oh, you know what? <laughs> but let me, nice let me to meet lick you. my little fingers now that they're all lasagna greasy because I don't actually eat lasagna. I don't want to offend you. Oh, oh, I'm. Uh, there's too much. Else? There's too much cheese. There's too mm. much. I don't know about your lasagna specifically. Oh, I, I can make a lasagna no cheese. I don't know that it'll be good. It'd probably be really bad. Probably not. Probably not. I, probably. I don't know that you can even cook a lasagna without cheese you on can. it. You can. You definitely can. Wow. You, we need a new line cook. So what's your name again? Sorry. I didn't mean... I'm you Tom. order from us all the time, and I'm yeah. the only delivery driver. I don't know your name, though. I'm sorry. It's okay. You, you have this weird habit of just dropping the food on the front steps, <laughs> ringing the doorbell, and just that. running out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. I get it. I figured you're busy. Twice daily, once nightly. You know, That's I'm kind of busy. Yeah. You got to get all those deliveries out in those three delivery slots. It's, it's a lot That's of work, it. man. That's it. And then what's your name over here? Uh, I'm Adrian. Adrian, hey, nice to meet you, Adrian. Uh, do you like you like lasagna? Sure. 
Uh, well, it, it just eat it up. All right. Uh, I just want to let you guys know about a new special we got going on now at uh, Ricardo's. So uh, my name's Jimmy, by the way. Hey, how are you? How are you? Uh, it's a family-owned business, you know. Come support family. So who is Ricardo? Ricardo's my is my grandfather. That's why I was saying, you know, if I if I saw my oh. uh, my grandmother naked like that, you know, my <laughs> let me say one thing: I wouldn't be working at Ricardo's. No. I'd be working under Ricardo. I'd be buried oh. under the, the establishment. You're you're saying your grandparents would murder you and bury you? No, not my grandparents. My grandmother, you know, rest in peace. Uh, she's dead. So it'd actually be even worse if I saw her naked, cause like you know, bones. Right. No, my grandfather. Yeah, he 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 might murder me. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Anyway, it's all good. He's a nice guy. You know, he's uh, 91 years old. Hey, but I love you, Poppy. God bless. Well, I'm, I'm going to eat this entire thing and then curl up in the tray like Garfield. That's my oh. evening. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah. The dog. <laughs> What's oh, his name? Jimmy. Garfunkel? Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. I love the dude. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was on your side. Oh, I, <laughs> I was on your that. side. I was, Jimmy. I'll get you back it's around. A, yeah. So if you come in uh, between now and... And what day are we today? We're uh, Monday. Tuesday. If you come in between now and Tuesday, uh, we got a special uh, of the week. We got uh, we got uh, three three tomato soup. It's three different kinds of tomatoes. Uh, it's big tomatoes, little tomatoes, and then unripe green tomatoes. Oh, nice! Oh. And that's just stewed up. It's beautiful. It's really Thank good. You. My mom makes it in the back. And then we've got uh, the lasagna special. Uh, basically, the way it works is uh, you order a piece of lasagna, and then uh, once you eat it, you can have everything else on the menu. Free of charge. I'll bring it to you, no problem. Um, but the only thing is the only caveat. Is that that word? Is it caveat? <laughs> sounds like it sounds like some f- row that you put on a crack and eat. You know? Yeah. Caviar. <laughs> <laughs> the only caveat is that uh, you gotta let me come. Is a hot piece of lasagna, and you gotta let me slap it on your ass. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's the part of the the surprise. It's something we've been doing in the family. We thought we'd bring it out to the people. You know, my grandpa, he always said, you know, when I come over for dinner on Saturday nights, he'd say, all right, now I got to slap it on your ass. And I'd, you know, pull my little pants down and slap a piece of lasagna on my butt. And uh, then I... Cooked or, cooked or raw? Oh, cooked very hot. Very hot. Super hot. Yeah, Fresh yeah, yeah. out the oven? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was usually fresh out the oven, usually. So you're, you're scarred. Aren't you? Huh? You're scarred. On my tuchus? Yeah. And emotionally. And emotionally. Come on, open nah, up. Open nah. up. You're a hurting man. Huh? Huh? Nah. Oh, nah. I don't, doesn't everybody's grandpa slap some kind of hot? No, Jimmy. No. Mine did, actually. Uh, my grandpa's oh. a, a goldsmith. Uh, and every oh. time he got a new ring finished, uh, he'd press it into my butt. So I've got a, like a, a, a variety of different sized circles kind of. Wow. Fused in there. One ring to rule them all, right? Several rings around the one ring, yeah. Oh, jeez, Louise. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because the anus. I get That's it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so maybe maybe next time, Jimmy, when you get a, an order from Tom, you, you come in and you talk about this with yeah. each other. Mm. You talk about it because... Look, I love my grandfather. He's 91. He grew up in a different era. Yeah. You know? In Sicily. He's a Sicilian man. Like, uh, this is what this is what they do. Yeah. Do, do you think this is why you, you drop huh? the food off at the door and what? you don't come in and interact? You don't want to uh, share and express yourself? Uh, you're just looking to, to run away. Yeah, you know, sometimes I think that might be it. Yeah. Um, I, I guess that's why I drop the food and I grab my butt and I clench it hard and then I run down the street. I do all my deliveries on foot because I go so fast afterwards. I don't. It's not funny. Wow. 
It's not funny and, at all. And I feel like this moment, this moment that you just walked in here and sat down at the mic and started talking about this, I yeah. think this is you wanting to to share with the world. No, yeah, I needed I needed this, you know. Really I think I'm gonna go up to my grandfather, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Poppy. I don't know why I call him that. Um Yeah, traditionally you'd probably call him your no no. Uh yeah, that's right. No no. Uh no no slap. No, no, slap the butt. I'm going to say no, 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 no more slapping. Uh, I might have to wake him up first. He's, he, I mean, he's very old at this point, but you know, yeah. Yeah. You know, you guys gave me a lot of courage today. I'm going to go mm. tell my grandpa. I'm going to tell my no, no that right now. So I, I got to go. Anyway, enjoy the lasagna. Thanks, uh, man. The special is still on today and tomorrow. Though. So uh, if you want to come in and get some lasagna in your butt, I don't know. Some people are into it. Yeah, that's mm. that's great. Thanks so much thank, for the offer, man. Thank you. All right. Thank I'm you running away now. Take it okay. easy. Good luck. Bye, Jimmy. Say hi to your grandpa. Wow, wow. that got real. That got wow. real, real. Yeah. Adrian, how about you? You got any crazy stories? Yeah, you know, I, this this question was overwhelming. Uh, I don't know if you know this about me. I'm, I'm an idiot. So I... <laughs> I've done a lot of dumb things. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have so many answers to this. Uh, uh, But a little fun one just to start off, and then we can stop me whenever uh, it gets too intense. Um, I once went to work, and I caught a glimpse of myself in a full-length mirror, and I was wearing these like really bright blue pants because that was a thing Old Navy was doing at Mm. the time, and these chunky kind of black patent dress shoes and a a white polo shirt and I realized I was dressed exactly like Homer Simpson (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so that was a thing I did (laughs) did your hair immediately fall out as soon as you made that realization just three little strands I I ran to it like a like a co-worker went I'm dressed like Homer Simpson they went oh you are There was like no denying it. Uh, a, a couple years ago, I re- I rode in the trunk of a Dodge Viper. Mm. Uh, there was not enough room in the car because it's a two seater, and I didn't yeah. want to like find another way there. So I volunteered to get in the trunk, a very small trunk. Several tries to get it closed over my hip. Thought I was going to die on the way over, but <laughs> uh, there were a couple guys that I had known um, previously at a parkour jam. Um, which is like a place where everybody comes together to do parkour. Very cool. And so they, they had the same kind of dilemma, and they all got in this this uh, truck, and the one guy got in the trunk. But while he was in there, he found some um, like an extension cord, and so he stripped himself down to his underwear, and he tied himself up with the extension cord. And when they opened it, he popped out of the trunk, like hopping, like hopping away and screaming, like oh, he had been man. kidnapped. But he didn't know that there were cops, <gasps> like, right down the block. <laughs> oh, no. Which they Sirens. Didn't, uh, they didn't see him, actually. But, like, <laughs> they were like, no, no. Back in the stop. trunk. Back in the trunk. Ah, uh, so that was that was awesome. That's, uh, wild. that's how a real crime starts. Your friend's fucking around. <laughs> you panic. You hit him over the head with the first thing you find, which is, like, a brick. And yeah. then he's dead. And then you, like, shove his lifeless body back into the trunk. Yeah. Write a letter to his wife. Yeah, no, it's just uh, tie that bow on. Just phenomenal. Um, when I was carriage driving, uh, there was a guy who used to work at the carriage company, who uh, I think had some uh, mental issues, and he always carried this big stick with him, and no one was allowed to touch the stick. He always had the stick on him. He was just the guy with the stick, 
And uh, he used to run for a vice president every year. He'd put like an ad in the paper and then for his candidacy as vice president. Okay. He later became a cab driver. And he went to like visit the horse I was driving because it was the horse they they used to let him drive because it basically would walk itself home. Uh, And you just like autopilot, nothing could go wrong. And so he would like come by with a stick in his cab and like visit the horse. Wait, I I think I missed something about the stick. Was it a walking stick? It was just a stick. It was like, it was too short to be a walking stick, but it would have been that like circumference, like it was that girth. Did he twirl the stick? No, he just, he just held on to it. Like a pillow. I tend to do that with pillows. Like I, I think like a pillow. Yeah, like a security stick. blanket. Yeah. Kind of. yeah. Yeah, he just had a stick. Stick man. Yeah. I had a weird homeless experience yesterday. I was uh I was on my way to uh to record a podcast with Ian from the theater and uh he he was out in like little Italy. I had never been out that way before. Uh, so I get out of Obi Metro and I start walking the direction of his house and this homeless man grabs my arm. Like grabs my piano arm and yells, "Nice piano, sexy boy!" <laughs> and then I jerked my arm away and kept walking. And I didn't know in that moment if I should feel terror, like really, really laugh, or like, just, I, like I was just there was a, a flood of emotions. Oh I'm yeah, still kind of processing. Well, anybody like grabbing you without yeah. you seeing it coming is gonna go yeah. all the rushies. I mean, some people are like SWAT team members, and nothing will phase them. But yeah. just that alone. But then there was like there was a compliment in it. There was a as compliment, well. yeah. but it was also kind of like weird cat collie compliment. Right. But right. also like yeah, I, I don't know. It was aggressive, and he was a little slimy, and it was it was yeah. bad. It was a bad experience. Mm-hmm. I was eating lunch once in the park uh, in downtown Chicago, and there was a homeless guy who walked up to me, and he goes, "You're under arrest," and I was like, "Excuse me, <laughs> was, you're under arrest for eating alone." <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> did you guys then become best friends no, I, I did laugh and i was like oh, okay <laughs> you <gonna> go now <laughs> oh i had a guy follow me around rap at me once what <laughs> yeah like i um yeah i was just walking around on the the south side like we're uh, to one of my classes or something and this guy's like, oh hey beautiful like what's your name what's your name I'm like oh it's adrian and he's like oh okay i'm gonna make a i'm gonna rap for you i'm gonna rap for you but it was all about like killing cops Whoa. And then he worked my uh, name into it, and then I was like, I don't feel good about any of this. No, no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> he like goes back to his studio and records this whole track about Adrian, the cop killer. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I don't think a lot of this was written about me. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of murder, um, I have a surprise. Sure. Mm. I went to the morgue. And I, I know the guy at the morgue, so I said, dude, I've got my friend uh, in there, and I'd like to I'd like to bring him out. So I paid him off, and I have Johan's lifeless body <gasps> on the podcast. Whoa. I'm hoping that some 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 remnants of gas inside him will, will be able to pump up a few words uh, to share his story. What What's the strangest thing you've seen, Johan? Can you? I have seen rivers of fire. I have seen the death of gods before me. I have seen hell, and I am here to tell you that from now until March 2018, there's a discounted price on all deluxe plaza suites in hell. 
Okay. Please join us here. The devil is looking forward to meeting you all. Okay, guys, I'm really sorry. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Is this realize. a timeshare thing? I didn't. I don't. I'm sorry. Well, yes, Adrian, <laughs> it is a timeshare. You will see a lot more of me walking around. Ugh. <laughs> because I only have it from June first to August seventh, which is why I've come back. So I will walk amongst the living from now Til until March. June first. Oh. I oh no, I got in on that deal. Uh so so uh so how you, how you how you doing? I mean I mean like this all seems very normal to you. You you're adjusting well. Time flows differently on the streams of the river sticks. <laughs> it yep. seems to have aged you I, quite a bit. Yeah. And given me a slight British affectation. <laughs> it's probably the worst part. I feel so pretentious all the time. <laughs> I am thousands of years old just one second in hell is weeks in earth time has it has it changed you morally like yes in a good way or a bad way or well a bit of column a a bit of column b you see i'm definitely a Ask me, and I'll let okay. you know if I'm into it. All right. Are you um, are you into, like, let's just get this one out of the gate right away. Are you into animals? I like animals. Okay. I right. think they're cute. So nothing's always, changed there. That has not changed. My opinion on animals has remained the same despite being driven around on horse carriages led by boneless flesh mounds wow. instead of horses. Okay, what what's your opinion of of parents who choose to not give their children Christmas presents as a punishment? Very into it. Okay. Oh, okay. So that's that's a big change. Yeah, before that, that, you've you've told me confidentially that if you ever had a parent who didn't give you a Christmas gift, you'd disown them. So. Yeah. No. Who are you? I think a lot more kids would end up in heaven instead of hell if they weren't so spoiled by their parents, and if they learned a bit of. Humility and respect. These are these are virtues for sure. Yeah. Uh, Certainly. What, what do you what do you think about um, what do you think about like like bribery? I've tried to bribe the gatekeeper of Hell's Legion. Mm-hmm. I've tried to find a way to leave, and it has never worked. I am only ever punished for it. Cerberus tears me apart. Limb by limb. Again, you'd think I don't like animals after that, but he's quite cute otherwise. So bribery, I'm against if only because I don't believe it works. Okay, that's interesting because you you also, you said you don't believe in bribery, but you do believe in parents uh, who don't give their children Christmas gifts if they're bad. I feel Mm. like those are kind of, it feels like you're kind of on, on the fence because those are sort of contradicting each other a little well, bit. Well, it's context, you see. Okay, it's context if it's, dependent. If it's about bribing your children with gifts, all right, I see that. But if it's about bribing a hellish ma that is only teeth and a single eye that floats 
in the waters of the river Styx and guards the pathway to the legions of the damned. Yeah, that's a different situation, Tom. Okay, yeah, that's Okay, I, I'm going to jump on the tension between you two, and I'm just going to poke it a bit. Um, it was mentioned earlier that Tom might have sort of killed you by stuffing a bunch of drugs up of, up, mm. up of you. Yes. Uh, was that the cause of death? And do you now want to drag Tom down to hell with you? No, and before we say anything um, about that, I just want to make sure that... Uh, that like who else was there at the time of your death? Because I know it wasn't Christopher just Walken. Yeah, that's what I thought. <gasps> no, that's what I thought. Christopher Walken and uh, Christopher Walken was the one who gave me the last pound of cocaine. Oh, I believe this God. was the pound Damn that it. broke the camel's butt. <sighs> Rather broke inside the camel's butt, making me overdose. On a fatal dose of cocaine, 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 wow, as cocaine. they call it in hell. Yeah, so sorry. They love cocaine down here. So it was not Tom. He is forgiven. And by the way, Christopher, I met Natalie Wood on the way down. She forgives you for having definitely murdered her on that boat. She has lived eons, Christopher. Eons. Eons. Okay. Well, Johans Ghost, thanks so much for for coming. I'm not a ghost. No, he's the straight up. I brought him from the. I am a flesh, fleshy. Your flesh belly. I'm flesh belly brought to life. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna put you back in the suitcase. (laughs) Feel better. Oh God, I didn't think he'd be so squishy. Okay. Okay, I thought that would go differently. I'm I'm sorry. Um. Cool. Well, um, that was one of the strangest things I've ever experienced. Yeah, that's yeah. uh, well, it's got to be way up there talking up to there. a corpse. Yeah, corpse Come talk. On. Ooh, I have a fun, pleasant, strange experience. Oh, oh. nice. Uh, instead of like bodily functions and you know <laughs> death and stuff. Um, once I was walking along uh, like a, a a road in Westmount, uh, and I looked up and there was just a chicken hanging out like on the on the lawn of a house um <laughs> turns out you can actually own like a certain amount of urban chickens yep. in the city mm. uh so i saw this dude just hanging out with his like chicken coop open playing with like a couple of chickens and one of them like you know just hanging out very close to me wait on the on the front part of the house like on the edge of a street it was like uh so they had um it's it's a road with like a big wall kind of along the side uh, of the sidewalk. So the houses are all like above the wall. So like the the wall is maybe eye level with some grass. Okay. And the chicken was like at the top of the wall. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So I got some I eye level that. chicken. Awesome. Yeah. What people have got, I may have said this before, I'm passionate about saying, stop playing with your chickens. You'll get sick. Yeah. God have damn ever, it. Have you ever seen a silky chicken? Oh, yeah. Oh, those are phenomenal. Are those the ones with the poof? Yeah, they're like... Big poofy, adorable, fluffy like, but they have like afros, like they, they're yeah, and their feet are fuzzy. Yeah. Oh my god, they're amazing. I love them. That's the best kind. Oh, whoa! <laughs> we gotta close the goddamn door. Yeah, there's a lot of people coming in and out of here. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm part of the neighborhood uh, farm committee. Mm. Oh, yeah. uh, my name's uh, Jack. Jack. Forest. Jack Forrest, thanks so much for coming in. Uh, are you here to drop some knowledge about urban oh, chickens? Oh, I just wanted to quickly say that uh, you are allowed to have uh, no more than 450 pounds worth of livestock on your property at any time, and that can be divided and dispersed amongst any range 
of typical farm animal. We're talking chickens. We're talking pigs. Where you seem like you have a question. Four hundred and fifty pounds. Four hundred and fifty pounds. That's Absolutely. not even enough for a single horse. No, no, well, but a lot of the smaller things. We did. You can have a lot of the smaller things. That's, <laughs> That's true. true. Yeah, a lot. What do you think is more? Like how 450 much is a chicken pounds weigh? of horse or four hundred and fifty pounds of chickens? Oh, you could get one of those little horses, like the seeing eye horses with the shoes. Seen also a couple a thing. of those. Yeah, I you... have seen a couple of those. Very interesting animals. With the mm-hmm. shoes. Yeah, they have to have shoes so that when they walk through stores, they don't scuff the floors. Oh. They have little sneakers. <gasps> they have little Adidas superstars on their feet. I've seen them. Yeah. Do they light up when they take a step? <gasps> yep. <laughs> Horses on like those wheelie shoes. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are we disrespecting your uh, your not at all livelihood. I think, no, listen. I mean, <laughs> this is the law. This is the law here. Uh, this is what the committee has been fighting for. And and, and I will say as well, for everybody uh, concerned about that being kind of a low weight limit, I know a lot of people want their pot belly pigs. Um, we're working on it. I'm trying to get the city to allow us to to uh, write in the laws have being uh, 1,100 pounds. Mm. Which okay. Most pigs are not going to be in excess of 1,100 pounds. Yeah. yeah. Do you have arrest powers? Arrest powers? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Well, I don't like to talk about this a lot, but um, you say that, but you're brandishing a really shiny shield. <laughs> it's it's like it's very very shiny and round too, which is, is not typical mm, of perfectly round. You'll see, I have a small Roman short sword on my side. <laughs> uh, you don't... you're actually just fully decked out in like 17th century cloth. Roman... Yep. Yeah. Um, I I don't like to talk about this a lot, but a lot of people ask me the question because of my attire. Yes, I do have arrest powers. Wow. Oh. I am uh, legally obliged, in fact, wow. to arrest anyone who uh, is breaking the law, uh, farm-specific laws, mm, uh, right. nothing real. Yeah, like if, if I <laughs> had been hiding cocaine in my friend's butt for the past like several months, you wouldn't be able to arrest me for that. <laughs> but if I was hiding chicks in there, it'd be a different story. I'm not, I'm just... Oh, okay, because I'll get deathly serious about that. You know, that happens a lot these days. You got a lot of people coming up and down across the border. Oh, how are you doing there, John? What's the clucking I hear? <laughs> well, sure would be bad if uh, chicks up their butts. Sure be happens. Bad if if I heard... hired a host from Chicago and had her hide chicks in her butt the whole way up, <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be really terrible. I think. <laughs> I've heard they they have to get because they they like the warmth, right? So they fall right asleep, but they lack oxygen. So people attach little oxygen tanks to their beaks. Yeah. In order That's for them right. to stay alive inside mm. the human person. That's right. And so there is, you know, there's no guarantee that that's going to work. So we end up with a lot of dead chicks. Uh, I, I've seen um, they they modified that a little bit uh, just to, to ensure that more of the chicks will survive. And uh, they look like those old timey diving suits with the big metal helmets. And oh. the, uh, yeah. Harder to get out though, right? Yeah, but way cuter. It's super cute. It's just so cute. Super cute. <laughs> I, <coughs> oh, what, what was that? Got, was this getting stuffy in here? It's it's just oh, the dust. Window. So much dust. Oh, it's probably oh. just the uh, the chair squeaking. So many, so many oh. squeaky chairs. Yeah, don't don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Well, if you don't mind, uh, you know, I've been walking around all day in this loincloth, and my legs are uh, awfully cold. So I just want to warm up a bit in here. Yeah, um, absolutely, sure. absolutely. <laughs> 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 Hold on just a sec. Uh, 
You guys mind being quiet for just one second? <laughs> Whoa. What was that? Sorry, I, I had a little, I have a nervous tick. No, no, it sounded like a, like the squeal of a, of a trapped and compressed chick. I've, I'm very familiar with the sound. You're breathing very heavy. I don't know what you're talking about, Jack. Forrest. No, Jack. <laughs> Did you just you know try what, your sword You know what the, my, the name Jack really stands for? Jacques Hughes. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I pointed my sword at you, Adrian, and it started to cluck even harder. I got nervous. I, I farted. It, those are I'm going to need you to stand up. Oh, uh, I, I don't. Mm, okay. Adrian can't stand up. She's uh, paraplegic. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to. Wow, Jack, you're going to have to get out of here. Man. Yeah, yeah, that was very incentive. I'm sorry. that line. Oh, okay. I can't believe it. Right, out of here. Run, Jack Forrest, run. Oh, shit. Oh, now that he's gone, we can get those chicks out oh, and yeah. stroke them. God, that was God. really close. <laughs> so close. I think, I think I think they would be happy though if they had the the right breathing apparatus. Yeah, a little diving suit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Chicks are easy to please, I think. Easy pleasy, chicken squeezy. That's what I always say. That's what I always say. Chicks oh. are easy to please. God <laughs> damn it. God, hey. haven't you people ever heard of closing the goddamn door? I no. asked you to stay outside. Okay. Come on, baby. It's- <sighs> Oh, it's Kate's. It's Kate's fiance. Paul. It's uh, it's my fiance. Hey, it's me, Paul. Mm. I'm gonna get married, Ugh. and you know what's gonna happen after that, huh? A lot of cottage. <laughs> Going to a cottage. It's not you what know, I was expecting. I. He wasn't like this before. He really wasn't like this. But I've committed to you, Paul. Yeah. I wore the nice guy mask for too long, but once I had you trapped, the real Paul came out. There's a part of me that wants that kind of Paul, you know? That's what I'm afraid of. That's the Paul you call up late night. Yeah. 2 a.m. I call you you up, and I tell you what I'm wearing, and then... And And I'm like, I'm lying right beside you. Yeah. You are my fiancé. But it's hot. It's super hot, and then it's just like taking us into territory that I've never experienced before. And I like it. I fucking like it. And I, I don't know what my. And you're getting hitched to it. I am. Baby. I am. And and you're gonna be this new Paul in front of my father. Ugh. Can't wait to deck his ass. You're gonna deck my dad's can't ass. Sh- can't wait to show your dad how much of a better man I am. Oh, you do that, baby. Yeah. I'm going to say, hey, you like to cook steak? Well, I like to cook two steaks at the same time, one on top of the other. Oh, my oh my God. Whoa. Oh, my God. I'm getting kind of flustered just listening to this. Yeah, this is getting very personal. Wow. You set up the Apple TV. I own an Apple TV. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Oh he does God. double steaks and owns an Apple TV? It's That's like the, three things that are good. I'm the total package, baby. Wow. You just so lucky. package. I'm so lucky. You know, I was on the fence. I was on the fence until, until you said those things about my... Dad. Yeah, we went skating the other night with a bunch of dweebs from the theater. Everyone showed up with their their little white prissy skates. I was decked out. I dusted off the old hockey gear, slid it on, had my jersey on, my number, 69. People didn't expect to get checked into the boards doing it, some fun skating at Place Bonaventure, but they did. You really messed up Jamie and Stefan with that board check. Jamie got fucked up. Yeah. He's a, he's a sprightly little guy. I'm 
six foot five, <laughs> two hundred eighty pounds, pure meat. Jamie can't fuck with that. And you I know cook what? Steaks better than Jamie. I Two love, steaks. I love those people. I love them, but god damn it, I love watching you slam them into the boards. I said boosh, baby. Boosh. <laughs> I slammed them like boosh. And I, and I went on the loudspeakers and I was like boosh. I was yeah. like supporting you. So much blood. So much blood. So much blood. Oh, rest in peace, Stefan. Yeah, rest in Jamie. peace, you fucking dweebo nerds. Improv. <laughs> Say yes to this board check. Badoosh. <laughs> Got him. Oh, all. Anyway, I have to repark the the Civic, so <laughs> I'm gonna go do that, babe. I'll miss you, honey buns. Uh, I'll I'll miss your honey buns. Oh, I bet you will. I'll send you, you a pic. I'll send you a send pic you a... whilst you're parking the car. <laughs> Don't make me crash. <laughs> I've never noticed how much the ground shakes when Paul walks away before. Oh. Uh, we would have been on his ass. Man. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, guys, did you know that if you pledge to Patreon at the $40 level, you get to decide the name of the bear in our logo? That's amazing. That's kind of crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Um, we're going to be retooling our Patreon perks pretty soon, which means that perk is actually going to disappear soon. Uh, so for the time being, Kendallin, who's been naming our bear since day one that this perk has existed... Wants us all to know that the bear's name this week is the Mike Stand of the North. Now, I think this is her way of telling us to put the mics in the bear next time. So our, our next guest is actually a live bear that I had brought into the studio. <laughs> uh, and this bear is going to actually put its entire mouth over the microphone. <laughs> Okay, I'm a little bit intimidated. I did not bring fish. What do we... How do we act around him? Well, that was disgusting. Thanks, Live Bear, for coming Shall in. I take the bear now? Yeah, please do. Shall I get him out of here? <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Right, come on. Come on, Sven. Get the hell out of here. I just tell him to get the hell out, and he goes to the car. Yeah. That's, that's wow. very good training. Yeah, no kidding. So I need I need that e transfer as soon as you can. Oh sure, yeah, I'll pay pallet to you. Um, I really hope that that bear doesn't eat Paul on the way to the car. Well, I I I, uh, I kind of don't care anymore. Get this the... fucking bear away from me! <laughs> I mean, uh, I love you, babe. What the hell? Paul, I mean, boosh. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, yeah, boosh. Christ, that's a that's a loud man. <laughs> Louder than my bear. Uh, I've never seen two bears fight each other like that before. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! So should I just go now? Yeah, well, that's, that's okay. I mean, unless well, you want to wile us and beguile know. us with some stories. I, like I think Kate's uh, I'm taking a, a shine. I like. I'm a, I like the. I'm like the. You're, you told a bear. Kate, what? which one's Kate? Yeah, so oh, hi there, Chris Chrislin. Hi, Chris. Amateur professional bear trapper. Hi. Wow. That you really told that bear what's what? And I, oh, I uh, did. I said, Sven, oh. get the hell out of here. Then that man punched him in the mouth so hard. <laughs> Crikey, boosh. But you say boosh. The hell does that mean? So you're you're a pro am. Pro am. Yeah. That's right. I used to be a professional lizard and gator. Mostly gator. Lizards are not that impressive. <laughs> Hunter. <laughs> I was gonna say lizards are pretty easy to deal with. Then I lost my leg in a terrible accident out in the field. I was working on my Jeep and the, the handbrake came off and it crushed my leg. I noticed that um, your leg is now a handbrake. So is that... My leg's a giant handbrake. That's right. <laughs> wow, that's a bold choice. 
It is a bold choice. I'm a bold guy. Who yeah. we? Wow. You're like the I, Doritos of men. <laughs> I am. Bite my corners. See what you taste. Don't do that. Don't mind if I do. Good. What does it taste like? It's a little cheddary. Um, bit of. That's cayenne. That's right. I, I wear Old Spice Cheddar Cayenne. <laughs> is, that, is that a hint of cumin? That's right. Shit. Taco spices. That's beautiful. I love t- taco night. You are a well-seasoned man. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> oh, I like so I that. stopped hunting uh, crocodiles. Too dangerous, what with the one handbrake leg. <laughs> so now I just tame bears instead. Yeah. Markedly less dangerous, but still extreme. What's like the best way, if you had to give advice to our listeners at home, what's the best way to deal with bears if you find one in life? See a bear out in the wild. Maybe you're having a cookout in your backyard and a bear strolls wrong. First of all, identify what kind. Brown, you got a problem. Black, you got a problem. Koala, it's not a bear, you stupid idiot. <laughs> and if it's a polar bear, you shouldn't be doing a cookout. It's, it's getting hot up there anyway. Yeah, you don't want to heat up the ice caps too the f- much. What are you doing? You see the bear? We're going to assume it's a brown bear. Sure. Like Sven. You just say, hey! Get the hell out of here, you big monster. And if it respects you enough, if you're enough of a man or a woman, it'll leave. Otherwise, <laughs> you're in for a bad afternoon, Sally. Wow. So that's a good case to improve our confidence, everybody. Because a bear might stroll in, and if you're not confident enough... People say, you know, buy some bear spray. Well, I got a solution. Believe in yourself. (laughs) (laughs) It's free. Try that on for size. Amazon can't ship you one-day shipping on self-confidence. All right? Yeah. That that is inspiring stuff. That's right. That is... I'm I'm moved. Um, I, I think that I might... I might have to go spend some time in the wilderness and, and see what I'm made of. Don't bring your phone. The oh. last thing a bear wants to see is a phone. Right. Phones agitate bears. Okay. They did a study at Princeton. Yeah, they, they see you as a lesser lesser being. I say, hey, this guy doesn't have enough self-confidence to stay off of social media, the Twitter, Instagrams. Instagrams. <laughs> Plural. Plural. As if he'd be signed into two Instagram accounts on the same phone. A lot says, of these kids are. Yeah. They got their Finsta. Oh, yeah. Some My of them have son like had a, one. Like a podcast Instagram as well as their personal one. Yeah, that's right. My son had a Finsta. Oh, yeah? Last picture of your poster was a picture of a bear. Shit. You know what happened to him? <laughs> Did he get eaten? I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, that's fair. Yes, he got eaten by a bear right in front of me. Sorry, Head man. came clean off. Oh, that's be, rough. This must be so hard for you. Can mm. I pull your handbrake? Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm stuck. I forgot that you were missing a leg. I'm missing a leg. I, I got a handbrake. It's <laughs> <laughs> my only weakness. A bear slaps the handbrake. I'm stuck in place. Right. Wow, Hold that's got to be a real handicap to, or, or I don't know what the proper term for that would be now, but you know, like a real obstacle for you to overcome. It is. Yeah. More of an obstacle than losing my leg in the first place. Yeah. Right. I, you know, I spent eight months in rehab. Then I put the handbrake in. I had to do another eight. 
Wow. Just to figure out how to figure it out. That's like a year and a quarter. I'd go to driving school again. Oh, shit. To learn how to drive manual. So when did the bears learn that they could just hit the handbrake? (laughs) Well, it's my little secret. Oh, okay. But if I'm with a bear too long, training it, yelling at it, Mm. might get wise to my maneuvers. That's why I never keep a bear for too long. Mm. I appreciate your boyfriend punching my bear in the face. Gives you an excuse to get a new one. Exactly. Can't I, I need a bear with a pretty face. Not some roughed up. Savage. Yeah. Well. I gotta go check on my... Check on Do you guys bear. validate parking? Uh, yeah, actually. Here, just... Uh, just. I don't need your validation. <laughs> I've got enough confidence for the four of us. Okay. Well, I mean, you could just add it to the invoice for what we owe you for I'm out of here. Pull my brake. All right. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm going. Thanks for, thanks wow. for coming, man. What a confident man. Wow. I just, I feel more confident just from being around him. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. What was it like to touch the handbrake? It was, it was a bit cold. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't expected to be cold. A little damper than I thought too. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing worse than a clammy handbrake. Yeah. 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 But nice to be able to control a man Mm. with a a stick shift. Mm. I used the wrong car term. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, Guys, we got, let's, uh, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to cut to a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to have the next chapter of Tumble Down Ranch. This episode of the Upper Discussion Podcast is brought to you in part by A Bone to Remember. Hello. Have you lost someone special in your life? Are they recently departed? Want to immortalize the memories of the good bits? Why not turn one of their no longer in use bones into an engraved, personalized love toy? Cut to your exact needs with compassion and respect for your dearly departed. Try one today with the only people twisted enough to come up with this shit. A bone to remember. Also... In the event of cremation, we can turn the ash back into the glass so you can stick it on your shelf with all the other forgotten knickknacks. Okay, guys, welcome back. How great was that ad? Uh, thanks, David. Uh, we're going to jump into the next chapter of Tumble Down Ranch. Uh, and this is a pre-recorded segment that we did before Johan died. Uh, so you're going to hear him. I know that's going to be rough, uh, but I want you guys to, you know... Just bear with us, and I promise that he'll be he'll be alive again soon. Okay, uh, so without further ado, here's chapter five of our original horse-themed romance novel, written by friend of the show Teffer, uh, Tumble Down Ranch. Let's begin. When Miss Kate arrived on the ranch's doorstep the next evening at six, Calendar had been in a flurry of anxious cleaning for hours. The house was spotless, and the dinner was perfect, but her mind was still swirling wildly as the dust motes still trapped in the late. Afternoon, son. The evening before, Calendar and Simon had gone riding, as promised. As dusk fell, Simon opened up and poured out the story of his past, of Kelly and Tom, and the horse circus which had broken his heart and laid him so low. Kelly and I met as teens at horse camp, Simon began. I was 15, she was 16. We were in the advanced class together and also assigned to each teach a younger class of junior horse robotics. By the end of camp, I knew I never wanted to work with anyone but her. Tom and I had been talking about the circus business for years at that point. 
I boarded my horse, Steve, at Tom's family stable. I'd seen him working around the place, but I never really noticed him until I walked in on him standing on an overturned feed bucket, holding a riding crop, pretending he was the ringmaster of a grand circus. I knew then that he was the only one I could share my childhood dream with, the dream of being a horse acrobat in a real horse circus. We did what all boys do. Didn't talk much during the day, but every evening we'd sneak off, him with his crop and me with my leotard, to live out our fantasies. We started with saw horses, me practicing my handstands and flips while Simon shouted orders, or woof, woof, while Tom shouted <laughs> orders and cracked his whip. It was the most stimulating experience in my life. Never before had anyone aroused such a sense of vitality, virility, and pure unbridled passion. Those evenings with Tom, they were everything to me. By the time I met Kelly, we had progressed to including horses in our acts. Steve was a great help. Smooth, strong, good boy, with a patient temperament. He let me ride him for hours. Our evening rehearsals were hours long. And afterward, Tom and I would sit in the grass sharing candy, illicit beers, sometimes stolen kisses while our horse boys chomped this sweet, fresh greenness. Kelly changed things. She interrupted our sweet boy times, of course, but she also added sparkle and pizzazz to the act. She brought us from doing acts behind a barn to doing acts on a second ring circus round. She had gumption, that girl. She'd stand outside of her spangled leotard and shout, Step right up! And they'd step. At first, we were an indomitable threesome. We were a business trio. We didn't let personal relationships get in the way. But the more Kelly and I worked together, the less we could ignore the fire between us. We held each other's lives in our hands daily, and our strong, lithe bodies felt that intensity. After our first big-top show, we lay in the trapeze nets and finally kissed, gazing up at the big top. After that, everything changed. I was afraid that if Tom found out, nothing could stay the same. We tried to keep things quiet, but we loved each other with too great a passion for prudence. One night, as we sat around our shared circus fire, Tom nodded his head, tilted a brow, and said, You too? I nodded. It was all that had to be said. The circus slowly grew beyond our threesome. Kelly and I grew closer. Tom and I more distant, but I was still the first one he brought his ideas to. And every evening, we still ate our meals together. Simon reined up his horse with a sigh, staring out at the blue mountain range. Calendar watched his chiseled features sag with pain. So this is the hard part, she thought, seeing knuckles whiten on the reins, his eyes gray in the fading light go darker. Tom wanted the circus to get bigger. He wanted more acts, more members, more shows, faster and faster. He'd gotten obsessed with fame. He made flashier tailcoats and taller top hats, got hand-braided leather whips and the highest, shiniest boots. He, bought in, he brought in some twins who did horseback archery and even Daniel Radcliffe for an equious monologue. But he knew, we all knew, the real attraction was Kelly. It was her face on the posters, her beaming, sparkling figure which pulled us all in. She was the one who made us real. But Tom felt that her acts were getting stale, and so did Kelly. She wanted to go faster, higher, more impressive. I thought she was pushing too hard. Tom thought she wasn't pushing hard enough. That night, she'd been practicing the routine, but I knew she wasn't ready. But ticket sales were down and we needed a new attraction. We argued. I told her she was being reckless. She wasn't 16 anymore. 
That made her all the more determined to do the show, to prove me wrong. I begged Tom to stop her. He refused. But she wasn't ready, or Tom wasn't. Someone made a bad call. She fell. Simon fell silent for a long time, staring at the setting sun as though he could see the dead lover's face in the glowing orb. After that, without Kelly, the circus couldn't stay together. I couldn't look at Tom. He couldn't look at me. We tried, but ultimately it made the most sense to part ways. Your ranch is the first place I've seen him in three years. Perhaps it was the pain in his eyes or the vulnerable quiver of his lip that made Callender draw closer. She leaned over her horse's neck and pulled him close. Oh, Simon, she breathed, bringing her lips to his neck. I'm so sorry. When they kissed, it was gentle as the dusk. His soft lips found hers. Oh, Callender, he whispered. My God, Callender. She had spent the next day cleaning, cooking, anything to keep her mind occupied. Just when things seem simple, Callender thought furiously. She was nervous about her tutoring, too. What if Miss Kate said she was too far behind to catch up? Big Joe had been so excited about the company, he'd been mowing the lawn and fixing fences all day. Callender didn't like to turn down anything that made her father so happy. But Miss Kate was so tall and pretty and so smart. She made Callender feel like a dowdy little church mouse in comparison. While her mind's eye flashed between Simon's perfect features and Tom's penetrating eyes, Miss Kate kept interrupting, too. Her long hair, her stern but soft mouth, her intelligent gaze. She was thinking about sneaking off to the hayloft when her lesson was done, but she couldn't stop thinking about sitting next to Miss Kate by the fire as she corrected her phrases and tenses. The smell of her city perfume, the slither of her hair down her neck, her soft, insistent voice saying, No, Calendar, try it this way. The doorbell rang. Well, now's your time to find out, thought Calendar, smoothing down her dress. She walked over to open the door. Man, it's so good to still be alive and here with you guys. Man, wow. Johan, this has been really, really fun. What? Yeah. Yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for letting us pre-record that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll see you guys next week. Yeah, we'll see you on August 7th when we record the rest of this episode. I feel like I've only known Johan for like a year, but it really feels like I've known him my entire life. I'm also really worried about the, the copyright laws of using more than like 15 seconds of this song. I'm just I'm a little worried. Why did the good die young? Adrian, Adrian, remember, remember him with joy. He's just a soft baby. He's just a, a sweet little boy, and he's he's gone now, taken so, too early from so this kind. world. So young, so young, so, so young, so young, so much younger than us. So much. Well, so much younger than you guys. Let's be fair. I'm yeah. like, Ouch! Uh, I can't believe it's raining. Well, the clouds. The clouds are feeling what we're feeling. Ah! What? Whoa! Huh, what? Whoa! Oh. Uh, I heard the soft wailing. It is I, Count. Frankenman. 
What? Wow. Count, this is this is not a good time to be here, man. Woman. Count. I am do not assume anything about me, <laughs> including my accent. I have very little control. I was pieced together from the bodies of several different non-historical fictional figures. And I have spent my whole life perfecting the art of bringing oh the god. dead oh my god. back oh my god. to life. Oh my god. Oh my god. I smell the stench of a corpse. He's in the corner. He's, he's right in, over there in the corner. In the bag. That's our friend Johan. In this bag? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Christopher Walken killed him. Allegedly. <laughs> Careful with libel. That was my lawyer's leg speaking. <laughs> Let me see. I was wondering why one of your pant legs was really, really well dressed. Ooh. Oh, this fetid corpse. S- bloated and stuffed. Uh, what you... is inside this poor boy? Uh, definitely only legal substances and things used for. Don't embalming. lie! Don't lie! There's drugs in there, okay? And possibly. I am not a police. <laughs> I am a beast of the night. I. S- oh, a lot of chicks here. Uh, I may use them for further. Devious practice soup. I may make soup later. But now I take care of this body. But wait, if, wait. Well, what happens when you bring him back? Is he is he himself again? Yes. If the operation goes as planned, which it never has, he will come back exactly the way he left. What happens so bef- if it goes wrong? <laughs> then I will have to kill the beast and incorporate a part of him into myself, perhaps his funny bone, or his knack for undiscernible accents. I don't know if I can see him die uh, again. The second time. time. Not that I was there the first time. Will he uh, keep trying to sell us timeshares, or will we revert back uh, to prior to that? Oh, I see. He has spent some time in hell. I I feel like we should factor that in, because the timeshare thing is just... Would you like to pull the trigger if that is the case? Oh, kill him a second time? If If he is still squawking about hell's timeshares. Sure. I will let you do this. Eagerly, yeah. Guided by my hand like a bowling instructor. Oh, like old yeller. I'll take him out. Okay, what do you need? What do you need? I need... My jumper cables. Here's my gun. Just you case. have a gun as well. Oh, of course. I, I live uh, in the city. It's dangerous here. Okay, jumper cables, People jumper cables, check. 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 The battery. Yeah, we got that. Check, thunk. Yeah. Gloves. Glo- glove sound. My yes. theme song. I assume you know it, Kate. <laughs> Yes. I'm a count, 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 count. I'm a count. Cables are inside. Watch me bring him back to life. I pray this works as it never has before. Engage the machine, Tom. Engage the battery. Watch me bring him back to life. It's me, Pop. Oh my god. Johan? Johan. Guys. 
Is this really real? Or is this another one of the devil's tricks? I, no, we're real, man. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. are real. I yeah. just touched Tom and Adrian. Kate, I assume you're real as well. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. Wrong side of the table. Whoa, Jesus Christ. Who's this crazy looking? It's Ugh. the Count. The Count brought you back. Count Frankenman. Wow, that seems like a... It's not a great name. No. Yeah. That seems like you're just trying not to get hit with a copyright. Yeah. Holy Look, suit. seriously, like I, I, I know you're you're prone to criticizing. You're prone to criticizing people. Mm. The Count just brought you back to life. It was I who shocked your lifeless fetid. I've said that word twice. Yeah. Corpse back to life. And we appreciate it. We, yeah. we do. Yeah. You know what, Kate? You're right. I spent a lot of time in hell. And part of the reason I was there is because of how judgy I am. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You're been a real... there. I'm sorry, Count. Whoa. That was the sound of me. Slapping your shoulder. Ah, yes. My right shoulder was that of a bloat beast. Really gross. Whatever that is, that's great. Just um, disgusting. Thank you, man, so, woman, person. Don't assume the count's gender. Don't assume. So, uh, Johan, I, I have a, a very important question to ask you, and yep. I'm, I'm just going to um, point this uh, loaded gun in your direction. Oh, okay. Uh, just, just uh, what, What's your feeling on... Uh, you know, having a, a vacation home part of the time. Oh my God. No way. Uh, if I'm going to have a vacation uh, home, I'm going to have it the whole time. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, Johan. Classic. Well, guys, this story had a happy ending after all. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, Remember to rate and review the show on iTunes. Subscribe on your podcast app of choice. Share this episode with a friend that you would shove cocaine into, uh, but maybe not up their butt for drug mule purposes. Uh, You can follow the show on Twitter at Downwatake and each of us individually. I'm at Tom Zalatnai. At Johan DeNora. At Boxless Thoughts. At Red Random. At Frankenman. Follow my feed. Oh, no. Oh, no. Was 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 that the fucking fine print? That the count would bring you back, but now he's part of the fucking podcast. Well, no, it's just that we have to follow him on Twitter. Oh, okay. Legally okay, binding. We'll one follow equals one respect. <laughs> I am away. Oh, we just turned into bats. Wow, that's amazing. I've got a major bat phobia, so I'm gonna need someone else to tell everybody about crackers and jam. Oh, um, yes, they wrote our theme song, which is super excellent. And special thanks to them for letting us use the title track off their EP, Benson, as our theme song. So you can check out all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. I heard that because of our listeners, they are now each ridiculously filthy rich. They are. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. When does that bounce back on us? I know. Where's oh, my internet no, money? Zero, zero, zero bounce, bounce back. back. Yeah. Aww. That was in the fine print. Yeah. yeah. Fuck fine print. Hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Wait, I won't be here next week. Uh, I will be on vacation. Me too. Why'd we bring you back to life? Uh, <laughs> that could have been a much longer... So I could enjoy my vacation with my baby head. Uh-oh. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Your is that, baby head? Is that Noah? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, my baby head that I carry with me as right. a totem of all my past Your success dried, in hell. And also my girlfriend, Renee. Right. Uh, I won't be here, but I uh, hope you guys have a great podcasting experience. You will be on your honeymoon. Kate? I won't be on my honeymoon, okay. but I'll be enjoying time with my family and stuff. So I can't, I can't come. Absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. will be back the twenty eighth, which I believe is a Monday. I'm not recording on that day, but yeah. So we'll see you in September. I'll be back. That's <laughs> Darth Vader. And if you guys want uh, an extra fix of Johan while he's gone, uh, stay tuned. Friday we've got a bonus content coming out that uh, he might be heavily featured on. Mm-hmm. I might be in that. You just might.
Check it out. Oh, Boom. also check out, if you're in the States, uh, watch The Bold Type. Uh, I am in an episode, I believe, oh. airing on the 18th called cool. The Breast Issue. Uh, it's a great show. It's a new comedy series uh, about three young professionals working at a women's fashion magazine, and I play an intern, and you may get to see my nipple. Ooh. Oh! Check it out! Check it out! <laughs> Anyone got anything else to plug? Uh, no. I don't know. No? <laughs> oh, well, the, well uh, the next Tuesday, Genghis is performing at uh, Comedy Works uh, Improv Troupe. Sweet. They are excellent. Mm. Is Thank this, you. Uh, is this for another LaBelle Improv? Yes. Awesome. Yes. Sweet. Uh, so we'll drop the link to that in the description of this episode. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. Bye, everybody. Remember to stay hydrated. Bye. 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 That's my new sign off. What do you think? <laughs> stay hydrated. It's a really important <laughs> thing for people to know. Yes, I come to see you. Well, I say now.